while some people might view that as a negative, I actually think it's a positive and uh, I think it's a great time to to shine your light for all. I'm right there with you, man. I agree, especially with like the younger kids when they, they don't know control D is to mute or control E <laughs> to turn them. They can't do it. They literally can't do it. So mom and dad's like sitting right there and that just holds you accountable of like, Hey, I have to do, I have to be, I have to teach pedagogy. I have to teach it the right way because there's somebody's watching you. They always tell you while you're in school and practicum, like somebody's always watching you and literally somebody is always watching you right now. Hey, what's up guys? This is Ben Landers. I'm the founder of the PEspecialist.com and I just want to say thanks for being here. You're listening to the Fizz Ed Q&A show. I hope this is an awesome, valuable conversation that will help give you some ideas and answer some common questions around the field of physical education. If you want any links for things that we talk about or summaries, make sure to check out the show notes at thepespecialist.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back for part two, teaching during COVID. Love the, love the soundboard. Love the soundboard. <laughs> uh, we will be talking about the sound effects app in just a little bit for your virtual classes. I love it. It is a great addition. Um, <laughs> so if you guys uh, didn't catch part one, that's where we kind of talk about mindset, scheduling, and all that stuff. We'll also include that on our show notes page. Um, just a quick recap. Me and Marcus are uh, going into week four of our virtual teaching and... Actually, dude, now that I'm starting to get my mojo with virtual, like we're going to be done with it. We're going to yeah. be going back face to face. By October um, 19th, we'll be done. By, yeah. Yeah. We'll still do one day of asynchronous Distance. virtual. Yeah. But we won't be doing lives anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's just talk about before you get into like the, um, the specific activities. So we'll start with virtual and okay. hopefully we'll have time to hit the uh, like classroom um, stuff face-to-face yeah yeah we'll um we'll start with some virtual ideas and we'll talk about some face-to-face stuff and uh, hopefully you guys will have some good ideas a lot of the virtual stuff is also great if you're going to be in a classroom too i mean you can do almost anything that we talk about for this virtual section also if you're stuck in a classroom with kids um so these will be good ideas from people that are in a classroom too Mm um let's talk about what what is your favorite thing about virtual instruction Hmm. Favorite thing about virtual instruction? That's a really good question. I would say my favorite thing about virtual instruction is the, what seems really weird. It's just the communication you can have with students. Um, And it sounds weird because we're both on the computer and we're both, we're not face to face. So you don't really get that um, body language, nonverbal communication with that. But, um, if you've listened to us before our students come to the gym and then we, at my school, I have to take them back to their classroom. So that's a good five to 10 minutes of transition time where I'm trying to get them from point A to point B or point B back to point A. Well, in the virtual setting, I log in at the time when the session starts and I stay the whole 50 minutes 
So I don't have any transition time on there. So that's built in time that I can communicate and talk with students and to build a rapport with them, to ask them how their days are going or um, have, have some of those different conversations that I might not have time for face to face. I know it sounds kind of weird, but uh, I do enjoy that aspect of it. And then also in my situation, I am in a virtual setting all day long. So I can get a groove, I can figure out what works, what doesn't work. I don't have to bounce back and forth. And that's just my unique situation. Um, I can get in a groove and I can build on it from one day to the next because I'm seeing the same kids. So I have a part one lesson and then I just, I review, preview, all that kind of stuff for day two. And I jump right into day two without having any kind of breaks into it. So I can build that continuity. But my favorite thing is just having that, not, not have to worry about that transition time and being able to talk and communicate with students. Um, I'm going to ask you your least favorite in a minute. So you can be thinking okay. about that. Okay. Um, so I would say my favorite thing about virtual is uh, I like, like you guys heard me doing the sound effects. Like I like uh, having like the coach Landers show. You know, like I, I go into it trying to replicate that energy that I have in the gym, which is almost impossible to replicate online. Like you're not going to have the same energy that you can replicate in the gym in your own environment where you control everything. Correct. Um, but I've I've kind of enjoyed like the challenge of trying to make his laugh online and cutting up and not really having too many management. I mean, like, yeah. yes, there, mm -hmm. there's technical problems like my cameras freeze and kids don't do the right thing or they turn the camera off or they shoot their dog with a Nerf gun instead of doing the daily <laughs> warm-up activity. Um, but like, if they're doing that, I can just keep teaching, you know, like yeah. it's not, it's not as distracting as it would be as if a kid is in your classroom and you have to stop teaching and handle the behavior. Um, and it ruins your whole lesson. You can just keep, keep rolling with it. Um, keep going. Yeah. One frustrating thing is or oh, no we're not on frustrating we're on positive sorry positive, i gotta positive. say my frustration positive <laughs> um, positive so one my, my one silver lining that i've uh found is that uh like my whole career and i shared this on instagram a couple weeks ago so some of you guys might have heard me talk about this is like i had a parent email in to our principal and say hey just wanted to let you guys know like i'm very impressed with pe online like i didn't know how you guys were going to pull it off but like my kid was really engaged. They were doing jumping jacks in the kitchen and like they had a blast and they had a really good time. And um, like my whole career, I've been trying to get into like get my content and the things I'm trying to do to parents. Correct. And I'm like blasting everything on social. You guys see all the stuff I share with our school. I'm like sending it to our uh, administration so they can share it on our school social media. And the person that does the newsletter, I'm like, hey, can you add this link into the newsletter for parents to check out? And now like we're getting piped into so many different homes and Directly. a lot of those parents are just peeking over right the shoulder, there. just yeah. watching what you're doing. So oh, yeah. you've been joined in on the workout. Yeah. Um, and I love that, man. Like when the little kid siblings jump up and join mm -hmm. in and uh, I'm like, Oh, we got a special guest today. <laughs> um, so I've really enjoyed that aspect of it. Like there's, there's some cool things about being in, being able to pipe yourself into kids' homes and like get to see, get to be exposed but to more families. Um, and even also even the classroom teachers like are specific. I don't know if you guys are doing the same thing, Marcus, but like we don't even have edit, like we don't even have like teacher rights when we yeah. join a Google meet. Yeah. We literally same join thing. 
as a kid. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> when we I joined kids as teaching a, kids. <laughs> I joined as a kid. I can't mute anybody. I can't turn mm-hmm. anybody's camera off. The yeah. classroom teacher just puts their camera on uh off and mutes herself. And then they're in their classroom while the class is going live on yeah. the computer. So they're yeah. watching the classroom too. So like everybody's getting to see what, what I'm doing. And exactly. While some people might view that as a negative, I actually think it's a positive and uh I think it's a great time to to shine your light for all. I'm right see. there with you, man. I agree, especially with like the younger kids when they they don't know Control D is to mute or Control E <laughs> to turn them. They can't do it. They literally can't do it. So mom and dad's like sitting right there, and that just holds you accountable. Of like, hey, I have to do. I have to be. I have to teach pedagogy. I have to teach it the right way because there's somebody's watching you. They always tell you while you're in school and practicum, like somebody's always watching you and literally somebody is always watching you right now. Uh, and I think it's great. Just, I agree with, right with you. I mean, we've had positive comments on there. I've had parents jump in afterwards. It's like coach Downs, this was awesome. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know you were sitting there and they're like exercising and moving right there with them. That's great, man. Like, this is great. But um, I'm right there with you, man. That's it's as far as that aspect goes it's it's great being able to advocate for your program and driving home that central point that i always try to talk to kids about it's like finding the activity and and some things that you're confident in that you can do at home because you're literally doing it at home right now so like you you're practicing what we're preaching you're doing it at home you're exercising you're moving it's 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 great yeah for sure i'm gonna miss it and you know some some teachers might not miss it but i mean i will miss some aspects of it yeah um, all right. Now that we have done the positive <laughs> vibes, let's talk about one thing that's frustrating about uh, virtual, because let's be honest, there's a lot of frustrating things about it. What, what would you say the thing that stands out to you the most for well, frustrations? Initially, just at the beginning, was just like, how am I going to feel 50 minutes of activity time? Like, that was my big frustration. Um, but then, yeah dude you still there all right okay we are back and that's on frustrating things with technology <laughs> i just got kicked <laughs> off the meeting <laughs> um this happens to kids every day every day all right. um like we were saying probably the most frustrating thing is just um just the lack of control that you have as a teacher um when they're in the gym you have the the control of managing and doing different things like that but when they're asynchronous or if there's a live um, the students have more control than they actually know that they have like they could literally turn off the camera um, they can turn off the microphone and talk whatever they want to because I don't have control to mute them Um, I don't have control to tell them to stay in front of the camera Um, but like I was saying initially the first the first frustrating part was like how am I going to feel 50 minutes of activity time with these kids I've never done it before and what are the things that I'm going to do and how am I going to keep them active and how I'm just going to be like, Oh, I'm bored and I'm just turn off my camera and do whatever I want. Um, but after we got it over that and figured out a pacing and stuff like that, the, the most frustrating part is the, the lack of control that you have when you're teaching. And as a teacher, you're used to having that control. You're used to managing the time and, and doing all this stuff and, and being able to control what students are doing and stuff like that. It's just not having that control is probably the most frustrating part of a live session. Yeah, I could definitely understand that. 
I've kind of just released that aspect of my brain <laughs> and like I just in order to make it through the situation like I just have to release that control side mm-hmm. of my brain which is like oh yeah OCD for sure um it's I, I kind of view it as more of like this is a live show and yeah. you can tune in if you want to <laughs> like, okay yeah, you know what I mean? yeah like that'd be good for people to hear for sure it, yeah like I Th- that kind of stuff the first week i was like so frustrated with everything you're talking about like yeah the lack of control kids like i'm sitting here doing a song and dance trying to keep your attention <laughs> and then like you're not even participating like i got a warm-up video everybody's doing push-ups and you're over there like playing with your dog like in your bunk bed you know like but not yeah. talking about anything mm-hmm. specific just a random example from you know top of my <laughs> head um <laughs> but uh so for me one of the most frustrating things is First of all, like I, coming back to school, man, I I don't know about how you felt, but like the amount of trainings, technology trainings that we had to take. Oh my and, goodness. Like new systems we had to learn. I felt totally unequipped to yeah. start school using all those systems. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like we just decided to keep it simple basically. And I haven't used hardly any of the, <laughs> the tools that we were trained on that we didn't have any uh, time to actually apply before school started. Um, and we've just been using videos and, you know, Google slides and gifts and stuff mm-hmm. that we already kind of knew how to use, but, um, I, you know, and the sound effects app. That's clutch, man. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, but, and that wasn't even training. That was just a random thing I thought about. I was like, man, it'd be fun to have some sound effects going. Yeah. And like at the end of class, random thing, I'm just getting off track right now. But at the end of class, I always say, uh, oh, time for us to end our virtual day together and the kids oh, are like no, no. <laughs> oh man it's funny. and when i log on like every time i log on to the google meet i'm always it's coach landers what's up friends? <laughs> i don't know it just it it adds a little bit of that like PM oh yeah that like we try to bring the energy in. man the energy yeah. is is contagious man for sure that's a great but, idea uh, the um so one of the most frustrating things for me and this is not even like related to actually running the class but like my the i feel that most teachers at schools um the technology that we're given is inequipped to run and do all the things that we're asked to do like right now i'm using my personal computer my personal headphones and it's the same thing i use when i do google meets because i tried to use my school computer and it froze up and it takes like 10 minutes to load up the google meet and i knew that when i was like having 30 cameras on there trying to run a, a live class. Like I didn't want oh, that yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um, and so that's frustrating to me for other people. Um, luckily for me, I have my own equipment and I can just have that ready to go. But, but the fact that I have to, in order to be successful, I have to use my own stuff. Like that's just frustrating in general. And I, and that's, Correct. I think the situation in most schools, like teachers, yeah. their stuff doesn't work that well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, one of the one of the other things that I would say this is frustrating is like uh, we are given it's not it's not anybody's fault it's just the way it is with the pandemic like we're supposed to be very flexible with our online classes mm-hmm. of course because some kids can't even access some kids don't have Wi-Fi their computer shuts off they're using district computers too <laughs> like yeah. yeah you know um, but like it just makes you feel a little bit like what's the point? Um, because you mm-hmm. can't hold anybody accountable. Like yeah. if they have their camera off, you gotta be flexible. If they yeah. don't show up, 
you got to be yeah. flexible, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, that's, that was originally frustrating. But then, like I said, I just had to like release that part of my brain and be like, yo, this is just, we going to have fun while we're here. We're going to get activity for anybody that's engaged. And if you miss out, then you miss out. Yeah. Um, but that, that side of me that wants to like provide an excellent class for kids is like frustrated by the fact that it seems like there's very little accountability. Yeah. Um, as far as like assessment goes and yeah. accountability. Yeah. That's definitely a frustrating part, but I think you have a good idea and a plan of that. It's just releasing that and not letting that be your focus. And I know that's tough for a lot of teachers, especially a lot of people who might listen to this and just say, Hey, I have to be in control. I have to do this and that just releasing that. And this is a great time for you to practice. That. If that's something that you struggle with, it's just releasing that part of it. And just focusing on one or two things, keeping it simple. Like Ben said, focusing on one or two things that you could do to help a kid in the situation that they're in having to learn on the computer. Um, we always just try to find something, one or two things that they can do, but just releasing that, that control is just yeah. something that you're just going to have to deal with in the situation that we're in. hundred <laughs> percent. All right. So I know everybody was like, all right, enough of the chit chat. Let's talk about what you guys actually do on your virtual classes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's get into it. So I'll, I'll kind of give you guys a rundown of my first virtual class, which was honestly heavily inspired by Marcus. Um, he gave me a lot of, my brain was like, frozen i couldn't i could not like, think bro, straight what like, are you doing for school um <laughs> so he really like helped me like be like okay we can do this um, yeah so that's why it's important to be on social to get those you know connections and, and to talk to people um Correct. to see what yeah. other people are doing because it helps you realize you're not alone everybody's kind of yeah. in that same boat um so first thing i wanted to do was just connect with the kids like normally when they're in school we try to do like this is my family this is some things i do over the summer um and i'll i since we were going to be on a computer, I took the privilege of making an even longer video than I normally do. And like, that's one thing I enjoy doing. Um, and so, you know, for you, it might just be like throwing up some pictures of like some summer vacations and talking kids yep. through it, like on a slide, you don't have to do a video. Um, but, uh, my goal with it was to let the kids know about me, know about my family, make a connection, realize I'm a human being, and also to make them laugh. So I shared like a lot of funny things that happened to me over the summer and um, also wanted to give them examples of adventures and physical activities that I was into because I like to be able to talk to them afterwards about the reason that we're in P class is because I'm trying to give you the skills and the confidence and the knowledge to do whatever adventures you want to do. You saw coach Landers likes to paddleboard and kayak and go on bike rides and go hiking in mountains. I want you guys to be able to do whatever you want to do. If you want to go ride a horse, if you want to go skydiving or bungee jumping or play soccer or do gymnastics, I want you to have those skills and the confidence to do those things. And so I kind of try to tie that into the purpose of PE and then the kids kind of tell me a little bit about their summer um, mm-hmm. for our first, maybe first 20 minutes of that first week of virtual. Um, and then, uh, you know, I mentioned the sound effects app. It's called a hundred buttons and sounds for my YouTube folks. Here's a quick example of it. Um, but you can check out the link in the uh, show notes and it'll take show you notes, to yeah. the uh, video where I kind of go over how I use it and everything. It just basically just turns into like a little DJ show and makes it more fun and makes the kids laugh, um, mm-hmm. keeps them entertained. Um, and so that's another random thing I added to my uh, virtuals. Um, and then another thing that I recently added, um, is a tool called Mentimeter. 
And it's, you can use this with a lot of different platforms, but this, this was just a super simple one that I saw on social media. It's free. You go and sign up and you can make like a select number of questions. And I just do a, two questions of the day. So like I put it in the chat, the um, Google chat box and the kids click the link and then it's anonymous and it just pops up. And the question is like, Hey, what did you do this weekend? How are you feeling today? And, um, it's anonymous and then you share the results. And so it's like it forms a word cloud and uh, it says my connection is bad, Marcus. So hopefully I won't get dropped okay. again. I don't know if you still hear me. All right. Um, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, Wi-Fi struggles. <laughs> so it, it's got the word cloud with all the answers. And so like for the, um, it's just a real quick way. Cause like the first week I just asked everybody how they were doing and it just took too long, man. Like giving everybody 60 seconds to share about their summer break and stuff. Like that was fine for the first class, but I knew I couldn't spend that much time doing mm -hmm. that in the future yeah. so i started using this mentimeter tool we spend like three minutes kids answer the questions i'm like oh you went to a soccer game you had a sleepover that's awesome how are you feeling overwhelmed tired stressed i feel you friends this is the reason why we need to have pe class i'm overwhelmed too i'm tired but we're going to get up and move that's going to help our bodies feel better it's going to help our brains stay focused so just getting that quick feedback from kids giving them a chance to check in um has been a fun you know five minutes oh yeah that's that's important yeah yeah um, and then another one that I did my first week together, uh, and actually also did it the second week is uh, a game called river in the bank. And this mm -hmm. is, uh, coming from, uh, awesome PE teacher, Nick Williamson, shout out to Nick over at bewellplayed.com. Um, but he's got these YouTube videos and you basically, um, just play the video and he calls out commands. So you have the kids like take a step back from their computer. They put something on the ground to be a marker. And then when he says in the river, you jump over the line. When he says on the bank, you jump back. Mark's link goes up in the show notes too, um, to his blog post where he goes over it. But um, it's just like a reaction time game. So the kids are practicing jumping skills and reaction time and they just keep track of their mistakes. My kids have really enjoyed it. Um, and then I'm, there's five levels. So like the first week we did it, I was like, that was level one and two. That was the warm up. And next week we're going to bring the heat with level three and level four. And it starts to get really, really tough. And uh, it's a fun, fun thing to do online. Um, and then let's see, what do we, oh yeah, the daily warm up. So uh, if you guys have been following, you're familiar with our routine that we have in the gym where we do a quick walk jog at our face-to-face -face classes. And then I lead the kids in a warm up at their home base. And I have a little warm up poster. And then eventually throughout the year, I let the kids start leading that their own on their own in my um, classes. So I made a video that's on the YouTube channel and it basically is a virtual daily warm-up, and it takes kids through a little virtual daily warm-up. So we've been doing that as well in our um, virtual classes. And I like talked them through that, that first week together. And then honestly, by the time we got done with that, the daily warm-up, like we did like the meet the teacher thing, the um, question and then the river in the bank. And then when we got to the daily warm-up, um, I had like five minutes left and we talked about <laughs> our daily self-assessment. Um, and we have 50 minute classes if we didn't said that, I can't remember if we said it already. Um, and so for the daily self-assessment in the past, we'd always have kids hitting the, uh, the wall to assess where they're at on that day of PE. And so for our virtual classes, I just have them do a one, a two, three or four, um, for our daily self-assessment, we have four different categories. And so I just tell them, you know, close your eyes, give them some time to reflect, and then show me where you're at. Did you participate in all the activities? <laughs> or did you shoot your dog with the Nerf gun during the activity? 
So, um, you know, two, a two would mean that they almost followed the expectations and a three would mean that they followed all the expectations. A four would mean they completed the wow challenge, which is like an extra challenge. So like for that first week, I told them if they, uh, did all the whole daily warm up and they got river in the bank with less than two or less mistakes, then that was our wow challenge of the day. Nice. Yeah. So that was my week one. And then I'll turn it over to coach Nellums. All right. So, uh, Basically, my week one would be day one because uh, I see them the whole week. Uh, so on the first day, I hop on. Um, I say, first of all, I just communicate to the teacher like, hey, how are you doing? Like, are you doing OK? Like, you know, as they're coming going back on? after this. Is <laughs> <laughs> like, are you sure are you coming back? So uh, just having that rapport with the teacher because. You know, classroom teachers have a, a mountain of stuff that they have to deal with. So just, you know, trying to give them uh, some reassurance that you are a professional and that you are trying to do a good job and you are trying to give them a break throughout the day um, is something that I try to do with my uh, classroom teachers as well. Um, but after that, I, um, because of the situation that we're in, I always try to do a roll call with students. So I will have my role sheet out and I call out a student's name and then I go, Hey, all right, get ready to call your name. You have a choice. You can give me a thumbs up on your computer screen. Or if you want to unmute that microphone by compressing control D or the microphone button on your screen, then you can unmute your microphone and tell me that you're here. So I always try to remind students um, that they have multiple ways to respond to me um, that they can either show me on the camera or they can unmute their microphone. And, and tell me that. So I go through the roll call, kids tell me that they're here. Most kids are excited to control D and unmute their microphone and tell them that they're here. But some of them just go thumbs up. And then that just gives you a gauge of who's comfortable in the situation, who's not comfortable, um, what situation that they're in, um, so that you're not surprised when you start doing activities and Johnny doesn't want to do anything. So you have you have a prerequisite of like, hey, okay, he's comfortable in the microphone. He might speak to you or he's not comfortable or he's in a room that's really dark and stuff like that. So, uh, but after that, I do the same thing as Ben. I ask the kids how their time was away. And it's like, hey, I haven't seen some of you since March. What do you do while you're away? And then I show them a picture right now. Um, I just show them a picture of my son, Indy, um, about us on the beach and us hanging out at the gym, just places that we go to move and exercise and stuff like that. So Ben does a, a video, which he's really good at, and, but you can just keep it simple. And I just have three pictures up on the slide and I just explain the slide to the kids. And then I give the kids a chance to tell me how that um, was. And then that also gives me a gauge of who's comfortable talking and stuff like that. And then before I let the kids talk, I'll always remind them like, hey, make sure your camera is on. And then, okay, I see that Johnny wants to say something. Johnny, you can unmute your microphone and then tell me how your summer was. And then after he gets finished, I always go, hey, Johnny, nice. Thank you for sharing. Please mute your microphone. We're going to go to somebody else. So I just try to give them those commands before and after because sometimes they forget and then you don't want any background noise or something like that. So that's just something that I try to do to do that. And then we go through our... Um, PBIS positive behavior intervention system um, goals that we try to do for each class. And we go through those really quickly and I explain to them like, hey, if you participate in all the activities, if you show self-control, you do all those things like that. And then I'll give your class, once your teacher drops back on, I'll give your class that compliment. And they try to earn as many compliments as they can. 
using positive behavior to reinforce some of the things that we're trying to teach them. So we go over that first and then we do uh, a stationary walking and jogging, just like we do in the gym. But instead of doing it on the black lines and moving, we do it in front of the camera. So I will demonstrate for them first. So I remind them like, hey, I'm getting ready to demonstrate. You don't practice yet. You're going to practice here. This is it. <laughs> Watch first. And then, and then um, so I'll demonstrate that. We do that. I have an interval timer. And I'll link that up in the show notes. Um, 30 seconds of walking followed by 30 seconds of jogging. After we finish that, I always have them come and sit back and I'm like, Hey, if you need a break throughout the day, that's something simple that you can do the move and exercise, just a little bit of walking and jogging, get your brains flowing, you back in it. And then we go over the PE rules and our rules are really simple. Uh, as far as like not interrupting others, using good sportsmanship, um, have fun and do your best, have fun in class, just do the best that you can. Um, and then be ready for class. So, Make sure your camera's on, microphone is muted, and make sure you have just a little bit of space where you can move and exercise in. And then we finish up with not touching the equipment without permission because the next day we do a sock ball activity. And I'll talk about that later on. But so just make sure you're not touching the equipment while the teacher is talking so that way you can listen and follow directions. And then I always give them, after we go over the rules, I give them the heads up like, hey, if you need to use a restroom or you need a drink of water, feel free to do that anytime you want, but I would prefer that you do it when the music is on and we're doing the activity, but yeah, same here, same yeah. thing. <laughs> but like, Hey, if you need to go and stuff like that, just go, but yeah. I would prefer, but, um, I, like we said before, I try to give them a little bit of grace. Like, Hey, you might, you might need to go right now. So <laughs> it is what it is. And then after that, we just do a check for understanding of uh, true false. So I just have them do, um, Instead of them telling me uh, review, a rules review uh, of true or false, they just do an exercise. So I'll have them either do like a squat jump for true or march in place for no. And I just ask random questions, true or false. Are you allowed to talk while the teacher is talking? And then I play the music for about 30 seconds and then they do the activity. So that way I can check for understanding that they know the rules and that they're following the rules and they get a so chance they to do the activity the to designate either a yes or no. to your true question. or false. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, they say, if it, they're saying yes, they do yes. squats. If they say if no, they, they know doing a march in place. Yeah. So cool. a true or false is just a, um, a way for me to check for understanding. So they answer the question by what exercise that they're doing. Um, and then after that, we go right to um, a, so I talk to them about, Hey, um, where we're, you're going to get a chance to tell Coach Gnomes a little bit about yourself. So I have some slides set up for them that they are going to be, you know, telling to me, you know, what they feel about certain specific, specific things. And I'll link that up in the show notes. But I, I preface that by saying, hey, we just did the true or false activity that had a right or wrong answer. But what we're now going to do is an activity. I'm going to ask you some random things and there's no right or wrong answer. Coach Jones is just trying to learn a little bit about you. And then we go through a whole bunch of different statements and they have exercises for yes or no. And so they just answer that question by doing the exercise. And I get a chance to learn about students and, and um, what they like and what they don't like. So after each one, I marked where the exercise changes and you'll be able to see that in the slides that we share um but after that i'd always come back and we just talk about 
hey, what do you do that's artistic? And so the kids can share with me, like, I love to paint. I love so you get a chance to build a rapport with that student, even if you're on a computer. And then what do you do that's musical? Oh, I play the piano, I play the guitar or um, stuff like that. And then you can build a conversation with that. And so I always try to talk to students about that. And then that usually takes up the majority of our time. I don't even get to either half of the slides on that first day. And then before the teacher comes back, I just do a review and I just tell the kids, thank you for, for doing such a great job of participating in class today. I know it's hard, I know it's difficult, um, but um, I just try to do a review on that. And then I talk about what we're gonna be doing the next day. Good stuff, man. Um, yeah, so that's like that first day. I'll, I'll say like the first week for me, I still uh, didn't feel like I was teaching PE really. The end of that first week or the first lesson that I had virtual, I didn't really feel like I had my like teaching mojo. But then like the second virtual lesson um, is when I started doing uh, some juggling, which I uh, will link up the slides I'm using for that. I purchased from Joey Fife. Um, I was planning on doing some gifts myself, but he already had an awesome slideshow. So I made a um, video teaching kids how to do make a sock ball or a plastic bag ball, or we also do a paper ball if they're like at daycare and they don't have any socks or plastic bags. Um, and then we just went through some juggling progressions and I felt like it was like more like a PE class. Like I had my iPad set up next to me. I would play the music whenever I wanted them to practice the juggling. When I stopped the music, I would say, Hey, ball on the ground, listen to coach Landers, watch me first. I'm going to talk you through it and make sure that you know what you're doing. And then when we're, when we were doing the practice, I could give them feedback just like I would in PE class. Like, Hey, Addison, try to make sure you're catching that ball down at your waist. Make sure you toss mm -hmm. it up to your head. Um, so it felt like, obviously, nothing compares to face-to-face, -to -face, but it felt more like a PE class. So I was like, okay, like, I can, I think I can make this work. <laughs> um, yeah, and the kids I think engaged, we can do this. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Yeah, there were some kids that were not doing the right thing or, you know, not paying attention, but you just keep on going. And then I had a class where all the cameras froze up and I couldn't see anybody. And I was like, I can't see you guys, but I'm sure you're doing an awesome job. <laughs> keep going. Um, so anyways, the juggling, um, I'm, I'll get Marcus to also put the links and they're on this blog post, but, uh, you can do plastic bag juggling as a substitute for scarf juggling for your younger kids. So I did juggling with the sock ball for my three, five, and then we did some plastic bag juggling activities for, um, younger kids k2 nice. um, and i got the gifts for those from eric turrell um and uh, i was same thing i was planning on doing some myself and then somebody shared some on twitter so yeah. just use his and they were working pretty good um but yeah those are also things you could do in the classroom like if you're stuck in the classroom you could do the same thing um some other ideas i had for teaching virtual is some health curriculum like i was planning on maybe putting some health uh, concepts in mm -hmm. and I bought some health courses that have these awesome whiteboard drawing videos from a company called life dojo. And I'll, uh, that's linked up as well in the show notes if you want to check that out. Um, but I've taught those and blogged about them before with my, um, third through fifth graders. So it's got, they've got a good little structure and the videos are pretty engaging. Um, and then, uh, another idea was doing like a virtual gymnastics unit. Um, Got, I had a lot of ideas that I was brainstorming, but like me and Marcus said, now at this point, I was like, we're going to be, we might have to go totally virtual or we might be virtual for six months and who knows, we might have to go back virtual and I might end up using all these ideas. Yeah. But we currently, unless things change, 
which they might, they might, <laughs> uh, yeah. We currently will be done with live virtual teaching in the next two weeks. Yeah. Right. Two more weeks. Yeah. October 19th is when yeah. so then we're going, our schools will be back at a four day week with um, virtual on Wednesday, but it's not live. So we're just pushing out uh, activity videos to kids. Um, and uh, yeah, those are some, some other ideas for some virtual, virtual scavenger hunt. Did you try any virtual scavenger hunts, Marcus? No, I haven't done a virtual scavenger hunt, but it is on the uh, to-do list for me to do. Um, but on day two, we just do, after we review the rules, walking and jogging and stuff like that again, we just hop into a rock, paper, scissors battle versus Coach Downs. So I'll have, nice. um, and I'll link that up in there. So um, in the show notes so that you'll see it. But basically the kids, um, I have a slides that I've got off of, tr- uh, off of Twitter and there's an exercise for, for each. So we'll play rock, paper, scissors. And then if you beat me, there's an exercise. If you lose to me, there's an exercise. And if we tie, there's a third exercise. And so what I try to talk to them about is, hey, we're going to work on some muscular strength and muscular endurance activities that you can do at home with no equipment. And so each of the exercises is something that they can do at home that takes no equipment. And so they do that for about 30 seconds, and then they come back and play again. So I just try to say, hey, you're just trying to get as many wins as you can against Coach Dones. And Coach Dones was pretty good at rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> so I don't know if you can beat him. And that just gets their energy going, and they can move and exercise like that. So after we do that, I have up to 12 rounds, but I don't have enough time to play 12 rounds. Uh, I usually play about six, and then the second round, um, the exercises repeat again, and you can change um, the exercises, anything that you want. You can change those exercises to work for you. But after um, we play, after we play um, that, then I just move into sock ball activities. And so, like you were saying earlier, once you get into like a sock ball activity, it feels like a normal PE class where I'm demonstrating an activity, students are practicing, I'm giving feedback, um, and then I can add variations and they can assess themselves and they can do all different types of stuff. So like the first one I do is a simple toss and catch with a sock ball. So they toss it up in the air and they catch it with two hands. So you can specify anything that you want with them. I say, hey, toss it up with one hand, catch it with two. And then I have a timer set up where I'll give you one minute to practice and then I'll give you 30 seconds of a challenge time. And then that's a chance for them to challenge themselves on that. So we'll do one hand toss, two hand catch, one hand toss, one hand catch. So it's kind of similar to jugging, juggling and stuff like that. And then I'll do a, a toss clap catch where they just clap one time. And then I say, hey, when you get some time later on, you can go outside and try to toss that ball up as high as your hand and clap as many times as you can as you catch it. So that's a challenge that they can do later on. And then we talk about striking, hitting it with control. So we hit it with control that way. And then we talk about a wall catch. So they throw it off of the wall, throw the sock ball off the wall and catch it. And they can strike it off the wall and catch it. So I'm just trying to give them multiple things that they can do. But like we say, it starts to look normal like a PE class. Once you start to get into a skill and skill progression, and you can start giving kids feedback and, and discussing with them what they don't like and what they, what they do like. And, um, that's the enjoyable part of it. But after day two, I talk about what we do on our Wednesday. I show them our virtual gym. And then we talk about what we do in the gym on Thursday and Friday. And Thursday and Friday just looks like a normal week one where we come in and discuss the rules, 
um, emergency procedures, all that kind of stuff. And then we get into a non-locomotor activity at the end. And then day two, we just review the rules, do some that. And then I play the rock, paper, scissors game again. But instead of playing against Coach Jones on the computer, they can turn and play against somebody in their class. So they're playing rock, paper, scissors against somebody in their class. They win. They do the exercise. They lose. They do the exercise. And if you tie, you're both going to be doing the same exercise because you're both tied. And so we'll do that round again so um, they get another chance to do some of those muscular endurance, muscular strength activities in their own space far away from each other. And then I do an activity called Rock, Paper, Scissors Victory Lap, and I'll link that up on there as well. So basically, there's a face-off area in the middle of our gym with some hula hoops. I tell them to take one step back from that for some good social distancing. They play one game of Rock, Paper, Scissors against the person they win. If you win, then you earn a point and a victory lap. So you jog a victory lap around the gym and then come back. If you lose, no big deal. It's just a game. Work on your cardiovascular endurance. Do five jumping jacks and then go play against somebody else. So the first time, first round is a practice round. And then I stop them, make sure that they stay in socially distanced, make sure that they're following the rules, just do a quick review on that. And then I say, hey, this is a challenge round. If you want to earn that self-assessment that had been talked about earlier, you have to have five victory laps or more within the time limit. And so that gives the kids a chance to play rock, paper, scissors, move around the room. We discuss, hey, if you need a break, there's a break um, against the wall and stuff like that. Go get a drink of water, take yourself a break. But the kids are able to move and exercise and do different things like that. And then you start to get into some sense of normalcy. So um, cool. I like the, yeah. uh, the victory lap, too, because I've seen some people play similar games where – it's like if you lose, you run. Yeah. It's like a negative thing. Mm -hmm. um, so re it. reframing that is a good call mm -hmm. where you yeah, victory earn, lap. You earn the exercise. You're like, you like win, that. you earn the lap. You get so to you get run. You, you get, get to, to run. run. <laughs> and that's it. And then I always tell them, hey, like, you can walk the victory lap. Yeah. You can jog it. Or if you want to run, you can run the victory lap. And they all get <laughs> so excited about it. But yeah. That's awesome. Man. It works out pretty great. I mean, after that, like we talked about after every time it gets a little bit better every time you do it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, that's pretty much what we do on day two. That's good stuff, man. We're about to run out of time. So we're going to do, uh, we'll do a part three for our face-to-face -face social distancing ideas and things like that. We'll talk about that in our next podcast. Um, check out the show notes for some more links to uh, more virtual ideas. Um, I did a, a blog post where I linked up a ton of virtual ideas yeah. in March last year, like when we all had to go home. And Marcus will put that in the show notes. Um, we'll link up the gymnastics resources. We got some really good follow the leader gymnastics stuff that you could do with no equipment virtually. Um, you know, just modifying the things that might be dangerous, like maybe not doing a forward roll in their home, but working on like jumping and landing, balancing, mm -hmm. putting together some different combinations of those things and creating a sequence. Um, you can check out the this or that lesson that I do. Um, there's an example of me teaching the whole lesson on YouTube and you could do the exact same thing um, virtually as well. Um, there's also a good resource that we just put out um, in our membership, but it's also on teacher pay teachers and it's a, like a follow the leader YouTube guide. So you can check that out. Um, we'll link that up as well. And it's just uh, links to tons of different follow the leader videos that um, might be good for virtual learning, especially if you're doing asynchronous assignments. So like if you're sitting yeah. out, a virtual gym. Marcus mentioned he's doing a virtual gym. I'm doing the same thing. So if you just Google how to create a virtual classroom, like there's 
thousands Tons, of thousands tutorials of on YouTube to show you yeah. how to do that with your, your Bitmoji character. And yeah. you basically are just creating a Google slide and you just add links to it to different videos. Um, so that's, if you're doing asynchronous, that means non-live instruction, that might be a good uh, place for you to start. Um, and then there's also some links to some of the virtual scavenger hunt ideas and things like that. But yeah, that was some, some good, uh, perspective over there coach nellums yeah what's uh any uh any good um hashtags you want to throw out to them on twitter as far as like finding ideas because i think some people search that way it's either sdpe which is like social distance mpe or sdnpe i'm not sure i think it's sdnpe i think that's what it is but okay so you can check that out marcus will put a a note in the show notes too just Mm -hmm. to confirm that um and then like I'm sure there's one for just virtual learning, like mm-hmm. virtual PE. Um, but honestly, if you just go to like Twitter and do a search for like phys ed and then virtual learning, you'll find a lot of resources. A um, lot of stuff. A lot of people do a to, lot of great stuff. Go to like the blog post I mentioned and then also check out like Facebook, like the PE Central Facebook page. There's tons of people brainstorming on there. There's lots of ideas rolling around. Everybody's in a different situation. So just trying to find what's going to work for you. Um, mm-hmm. I think the big thing for me is like the reason I was feeling so overwhelmed at the beginning was I was intaking so much information, like from the school district, yeah. we had so much training. I was trying to get social media ideas, everything coming in. And it's like, I just needed to keep it super simple and mm-hmm. like focus on what I know how to do. And that's like, we've been talking about the whole time, building relationships with kids Mm-hmm. rock paper scissors games follow the leader stuff basic exercises like we're talking about the start of the year here you know um and just you know keeping that my goal was to try to keep it as much like face-to-face instruction as possible and yeah it started to feel like that now and now we're about to not be virtual anymore so yeah. we're going back face-to-face which i'm happy about but it, um, it is good to have in your back pocket if we ever have yeah. to go back you go all right well i've done this before but like ben said try to transition what you do in the gym to the virtual try to keep it simple build on what you're doing is just try to get the basic bones of hey i'm going to take this time to build a relationship with the kids that are on the screen and and try to give them something that they can do on their own to help them stay healthy for a lifetime the same stuff the same principles and guidelines and pedagogy that you do in the gym is what you just transition over to the virtual and that can help you get a good start if you're feeling overwhelmed or you feel like you've lost control or something like that. That would be a great way to, you know, calm yourself back down. It's just try to transition on what you do great in the classroom and do it on the computer. hundred percent. And with that said, friends, got some bad news. Our oh, podcast no. has come to a close, but the good oh. news is check back for part three of teaching during COVID. We're going to talk about some face-to-face stuff. Marcus already shared a great activity, um, but we'll share some more ideas for social distancing, face-to-face ideas, going outside ideas, how we sanitize equipment, all that stuff. So um, hope you guys have an awesome day. Make sure to check out the show notes page, the pespecialist.com slash podcast. And we'll see you back at the, uh, in the next episode in part three. Have a good one, guys. Have fun and teach on. We'll catch you later. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Fizz Ed Q&A Show podcast. I hope it was so helpful and you got some serious value bombs out of it. 
Just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the PE Specialist Membership Community. It's an awesome crew of passionate PE teachers where we get together, brainstorm ideas, come to with common problems and provide feedback to each other. And we've got a ton of awesome resources like e-courses, online trainings, tutorials, a ton of unit and lesson plan samples, printable station signs, and cues posters. And I could keep on going, but I know you've got things to do. So I just wanted to let you know, if you want to check out the details and see if it might be a good fit for you, you can head on over to thepspecialist.com slash info for some more information. As always, have fun and teach on. Have a great day, guys.